Welcome to Friends in Prison. I'm Claire Aronson, and I have 29 friends in prison. Hi, everyone. Thanks for sticking in there. We did miss an episode last week. There's been a lot of stuff going on in my life, but also I wanted to make sure that I got out a bunch of letters to my friends. So I sent out some Chinese New Year slash Valentine slash let me tell you more about the podcast letters. So I thought today we would talk a little bit about the podcast. It's kind of uh, coming full circle. You know, I do a podcast about my pen pals. I tell my pen pals about the podcast. So uh, let's dive right into it. I started writing to pen pals in prison a year and a half ago with no intention other than writing letters. If you listen to the first episode of the podcast, you know I had a curiosity about who would write back, and I was intrigued when I heard that prisoners with pen pals had a lower recidivism rate, that we out here in the community can have an impact on the lives of the people we're writing to and also on future potential victims. I mean, we can make the world a better place. So for the record, my third reason for writing to people in prison is that God would be pleased. To be honest, I don't read the Bible or listen to a homily and think, I don't really want to do that, but God wants me to, so I guess I have to. Most of the time, I decide I want to do something, like I want to have kids or I want to write to pen pals in prison, and then I think, yeah, that's a good idea. I can be proud of that. God God would be proud of that choice. So all the while, while I was writing to pen pals in prison, I never envisioned producing a podcast about it. That wasn't anywhere on the horizon while I was uh, starting this venture. After I had exchanged several letters, I was pleasantly surprised. Honestly, I I thought the letters were going to be really formal and impersonal, but they weren't. The people that I was conversing with were friendly and interesting. And when other people heard about my new hobby, they were intrigued. They wanted to know what it's like to have a friend in prison, especially one that I had never met in person before. So it occurred to me at that time, maybe I could write a book. I would call it The Friends I Found in Prison, and I would focus on one male and one female friend, or maybe I would write one chapter on each friend. Well, I'm a very talkative person. You may or may not have noticed. I talk about my ideas much more than I take action on those ideas. True to form, I talk to my friend Alan about my book idea. So Alan is even worse than me. He's super talkative. And when he runs out of his own ideas to talk about, he talks about his friend's ideas. So one day he's talking to somebody, a friend of his, or maybe a friend of a friend of his, and mentioned my book idea. So his friend had an interesting reaction. She said, so Claire isn't writing to prisoners out of some altruistic reason. She wants material so that she can write a book and become famous. Well, thank you for that vote of confidence. I mean, it is amazing that you think I could write this book, get it published, and actually make money and even garner some fame. I'm flattered. On the other hand, of course, you think I'm taking advantage of my friends, and I disagree. Let me tell you why. I don't share any letters from my pen pals without their express permission. In fact, I recently asked a friend if I could share his letters on the podcast, and he replied saying it was great that I was doing something about the prison industrial complex, 
but he didn't actually say anything about his personal letters, so I'm going to ask him again, just to be completely clear, that I have his permission to read his letters, even though I think that's what he implied by saying I was doing something great. Those friends that I have asked about sharing their letters in the podcast have been more than gracious, even excited. They want me to do the podcast. I have no objection to becoming rich and famous, but I don't think that this podcast is an avenue for that. If I did make some money, maybe I could use that to increase the time that I could dedicate to the podcast and improve sound production and advertising, but that's not an issue yet. Here are some examples of actual reactions to the podcast. I, I'm going to read you my letter to Misty talking to her about the podcast and her response to me. Dear Misty, I started a podcast to encourage listeners to write to people in prison. It's called Friends in Prison. Right now, it's on Buzzsprout, but soon I hope it will be available in more places. And as many of you might know, it is available in many more places. Um, so I have to ask you for two favors. Can I read parts of your letter on the podcast? I could use just your first name or a pseudonym. And secondly, what topics should I talk about? I already recorded episode one, why I write to people in prison, episode two, the rules for writing to prisons, and episode three, how to find your own friends in prison, a review of PinPal website. My other ideas include religion and spirituality in prison and in letters, pause for life, a dog training program, and Spock Dog, my dog, jokes that I've shared with people in prison, shared entrance interests like cooking, cars, and crochet. Hey, that's alliterative. Parole hearings and corona lockdowns. Each episode is 20 minutes. I wanted to do an episode about sending extra letters, like on the first of the month, no matter what, and on at least on holidays, but I wish I'd take my own advice and write to you more often. Just know I'm thinking of you, and I'm so glad to call you my friend, your friend, Claire. And then, of course, um, just for my friend Misty, I end with a joke. Why aren't koalas actual bears? They don't meet the koalifications. <laughs> okay, and give me a second. Here we go. Misty's response. You go, girl, a podcast, you are too cool. And thank you for thinking of us. You really do make a huge impact on my life. I'm so grateful that you found me. And you can use any part of my writing that you need or want to. I'm honored. And I'm not ashamed. You can use my name. I don't mind sharing my journey to help others. You have a great start on some topics. I might add some type of like self-help stuff, like resources for inmates that they may not know about like programs out there that we have no clue without someone out there telling us. Example, I would never have known about possibly being eligible for the stimulus payment had a girl's family not seen the info and told her about it. Does that make sense? People out there are all we have to keep us in the loop. If you don't have anyone out there, you're, not, you're out of luck. If people knew to send stuff like that info, it would have to help, right? I'll ask around and see what other people think and get back to you. 
I would like to help in any way I can. Be sure to pass along how pictures help too. Your pictures are something that I always look forward to. I love them. Not much else to report around here. Same old, same old around here, like a bad version of Groundhog Day. Just waiting to see what happens next. Something's got to change sometime soon, I'd say. Not sure if I'm dreading all the change or welcoming it with open arms. We shall see, I suppose. Okay, friend, I hope that God gives you all the blessings that you can handle, plus some, and that you stay happy and healthy. Talk soon. God bless. Your friend, Misty. I, I think the opinions that matter the most are the opinion of someone who has been in prison. Um, Alan's friend, for instance, I, I don't believe she's ever been in prison, nor do I believe she knows anyone in prison. I just don't think you should discourage people from doing something for the sake of someone you don't know, someone who has the ability to speak up for themselves. If a pen pal said, no, please don't share my letters or talk about me, I would continue to write to them. So I think that proves that I'm not using my friends. If I went into a bookstore and I saw a book written by a nurse, I wouldn't say, well, she only became a nurse so that she could write a book and become famous. She didn't really care about helping people in hospitals. If someday I write, my, I write a book about my friend Alan, well, it doesn't mean that I was only friends with him so I could have fodder for my, for my novel. It means we have such a great friendship that people want to hear about our antics, our adventures, our gossip with other friends. While we're on the topic of the podcast, I have to discuss a new phenomenon, that of finding new pen pals. Maybe you remember from a few weeks ago, I no longer have 29 friends in prison. I have 24 friends in prison. One friend, Manda, is home. And let me say again how excited I am for her. I was afraid in the beginning that I would become friends with someone and one day just never hear from them again. And, and it's totally understandable. When someone is released from prison, they're reunited with their family and, and the friends that they can see in person. They have TV, even the ability to cook for themselves. I mean, going out grocery shopping can be exciting and distracting. And it certainly sounds like it could be easy to forget your old pen pal. But Manda keeps me updated. She started a new job. She's on parole and the rules are pretty strict. So she has to stay inside the house. But many people have put themselves on voluntary house arrest while they wait out the pandemic. Uh, two of my friends haven't replied in five or six months. Um, I've sent each of them four letters. And I know there are reasons why a pen pal might not respond like they're sick, they're depressed, or they're out of stamps. But I also know that at some point you have to say, this guy wrote me two letters, and then he stopped responding. It's okay if we just didn't click. It's okay if he just doesn't want to correspond. So the last two friends that I lost touch with, um, because my letters were returned to me. So I want to reiterate something I've said before. If your letter comes back returned to sender, just put it in a new envelope and try again. Sometimes it'll be rejected because you use a return address label or some other rule infraction. Those are usually returned with a letter saying why they're returned. Those are easy to take care of. But those that are returned with no such inmate stamped across the front could just be a mistake. If, if your friend has been moved to a, a new location within the same facility 
or they are in solitary housing unit or a medical unit, it's possible that the mailroom just doesn't have that information. All they know is that the person is not in the cell at the bed that is written in your address, and they'll return it to you. By the time you send it back two weeks later, they've got the information sorted out and they can deliver it. I tried resending my letters, but they came back to me again. So I'm on the lookout for five new friends. Is it that hard to re-record the intro to the podcast, Claire? No, 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 it's not that. I want to receive a letter every day. That's my goal. And I find that 29 pen pals averages out to a letter a day. Most people will write once a month. Now, some will write once a week and some are more sporadic and, and some write once every two months, but it averages out to about a letter a day. I have, of course, had positive responses from each of the pen pals that I've talked to about the podcast, but by the time that I approach them about participating, we're already friends. We've already been corresponding for months, maybe years, and I haven't talked to all of my pen pals about the podcast. There are some who write letters that I don't yet want to share, um, mostly because I don't have time. Originally, I wanted to release three podcasts a week. See? Big ideas. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would release a new episode. I mean, I have enough letters. I could just pick them up and read them. Boom. 20-minute episode. So, but I just don't have time to record that many episodes. So why am I going to bring it up to my pen pal if I'm not actually going to include them in the podcast yet? Maybe, I don't just so I have permission in the future whenever I do have time to talk about them. That's a good point. And sooner is better than later, I guess, if there's some other reason that people are like, what, you've been doing this podcast for three months and you never mentioned it? I will say that I have another friend that I am a little hesitant to discuss the podcast with. She's the subject of at least one book and at least one of those true crime shows that reenact the crime. Her profile and her first letter were very clear that she didn't want to talk to a journalist. She didn't want to discuss her crime. She was very defensive. Um, I kind of thought that I should get some episodes under my belt before introducing her to it to show that it's not an exploitative enterprise. So... Now we come to the new phenomenon, finding a brand new pen pal. Do I bring it up in the first letter? Like, just to be upfront and honest, uh, I publish a podcast about writing to people in prison. I always ask permission to share letters on the podcast. I could use a pseudonym for you, just your first name, or not talk about you at all. If you don't want to be a part of the podcast, we can still be pen pals. It's totally up to you. The podcast is not a salacious, true crime, gritty, gossipy show, and I don't share everything a pen pal says. It's meant to entertain, but also to introduce people to the idea of writing pen pals and encourage them to find their own friends in prison. That's literally the tagline, find your own friends in prison. I'm constantly surprised at what people will find offensive, especially when they are offended on behalf of someone they do not know. If you are offended by my podcast, I guess I'm surprised you're still listening. Uh, no, no, not surprised. Impressed. People should listen to opinions that they disagree with. They would be well-versed so that they can have an educated debate and change other people's minds. So, okay, uh, if you're offended by my podcast, please visit writeaprisoner.com, pentacon.com. 
prisonpenpals.com, friendsbeyondthewall.com, inmates.com, wireofhope.com. None of these are sponsors, and there are plenty more websites like them. Go visit one of these sites, find a pen pal, and write to them about this exploitative girl, Claire, and her podcast. If your letters ever have that awkward silence, there will be a fresh episode every week for you to chat about. For those of you who are not offended by the podcast, uh, please subscribe for all the latest episodes. Tell everyone you know about this cool new podcast. I'm Claire Aronson, and I want to encourage you to find your own friends in prison.